from Relay FM, this is Connected, episode 432. Uh, today's show is brought to you by our excellent sponsors, ZocDoc, Squarespace, and Capital One. I'm one of your co-hosts, Federico Viticcio, and it's my pleasure to introduce to you all Mr. Stephen Hackett. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Federico. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. How are you? I am great. It's a new year, new, new us. New year, new you. Us. New us. Are we new? No. Maybe. Mm. Same japes as yeah. always. Well, the japes are unchanged, yes. I am joined by Mr. Federico Vatici, but also Mr. Mike Hurley. Hello, Mike. Why did why did Federico get into why, why did you do that? Because I like, forgot why did how to go do backwards. It? I forgot how okay, to do Okay, cool. It. To be perfectly I, I will honest. note there is a, a a special kind of intensity when Federico starts the show. I know. Like it always catches me off guard even though I know he's about to do it. Yeah. Sometimes I have to bump yeah. down his volume a little bit at the beginning. Because it's like, it's kind of loud. <laughs> just, wow, you take away from the magic of it. It's just coming in too strong. Did you guys see Apple's doing this Apple Business Connect thing where you can put your company on Apple Maps? I, I saw that it's it's on Mac Stories. I saw that John mm. posted something. Um, kind of think about putting Relay the whole on there. Day, yeah, I spent the whole day painting Why? and fixing things around the house. So, yeah. Hmm. Why would you do that, Steven? I could like change the phone number randomly, so like you hit call, and sometimes you get Casey, and sometimes you get Rosemary, wow. and sometimes you know that's a good. No, I just get Casey all the time. <laughs> Why would you? Yeah, it feels yeah, just... like we're gonna need a HR department. Yeah, I'm not doing you, it if you do this. Uh, speaking of addresses, uh, I made a joke. I don't know when this came out because we recorded a bunch of episodes in advance, and then took like two weeks off. Uh, but I got two lovely handwritten notes in the Relay P.O. box, uh, one from Katie and one from Giovanni. Both very nice. Both of you have very nice handwriting uh, and wrote very nice things to us. So thank you. I really uh, I really enjoyed that. I don't know why this is a th- like, I don't know why this happened. Do you mean just read out the P.O. box number? People can send me letters. I mean, it, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened before. I didn't like, read you know it. No, I mean? no. I just said it was out there. People found it, I guess. Oh. But it's... Well, uh, I think... As I have, we, we, I think we had the conversation then, and then subsequently, me and you have had this conversation again of like, do you really want to bring this on yourself? Oh, because like, I had another idea that you did talk me out of. Uh. Yeah, because it's just like, <laughs> Stephen does things. I get excited. And then like, gets himself into a situation which he's upset about, like logistics, right? Mm. So like, when we did the mag tricky, Stephen was like, I'll ship them. And I was like, please don't do that. And he's like, no, it's no problem. And then he hated it. Yeah. Right. And then just a couple of weeks ago, we had a very similar conversation where it was like, I'll do it. And so if you do this, you're going to be so upset. And like you are, and especially this one was like, probably forever, you were going to have this problem going on. So I just caution you right now. Uh, Stephen, is this, um, is this something that, that sort of uh, carries over into your personal life? Like you getting yourself into things? Sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm despite the fact that you should know better. Sometimes I feel like it's worse okay. at work because I just like trying crazy things and no one can tell me no except for Mike. And Mike really can't tell me no. He can just talks sense into me, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is good. Interesting, interesting. But so the, the it's a no for your own Mike. good. It's true. Right? Hmm. It's true. If you want to send me a nice letter, though, it's PO Box two four one seven one four Memphis Tennessee three eight one two four. A nice letter or an ice letter? Because we could also try to send you an ice letter. Uh, like one of those swan sculpture things? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a very big P.O. box. <laughs> You've been like shoving it in there. 
if somebody sends an ice sculpture, mm-hmm. uh, I will give them a thumbs up. If someone sends an ice sculpture, I'll log back into Twitter and, t- and tweet a picture of it. <laughs> you know, I just don't think. Now, right? See, th- so here's the issue, right? All right, so I'm going to give you a, a, a scenario here, Stephen. I'm going to play this out, which is again, I still don't know why you decided to do this, but you brought it on yourself now. I've listened to many podcasts over time where they have had issues with the post office mm-hmm. after making their PO box public, because what you need to understand is. Not, and you know this, right? Not just letters can be sent to P.O. boxes. Someone could send a nice sculpture to the P.O. box. Someone could just send you a nice gift. But like our P.O. box is the size of a shoebox. Mm-hmm. Mm. So Yeah, the way it works, you get a little note in there. And then you have to go to the counter. And at least at our post office, the lady doesn't like me. She's kind of mean to me after the calendar debacle. And uh, yep. not debacle. She didn't enjoy that I delivered 1,300 calendars over the course of a month. But... Uh, you go and you're like, hey, I have this. Give me the ice sculpture. So how do you think it's going to be now that there's all these letters and parcels that are going to start appearing at the P.O. Box? Don't don't send me anything that doesn't fit in a standard letter envelope. How about that? I think you don't know how the internet works. Well, yeah, I have faith Just in the Just by saying, ones. please don't, right? <laughs> please don't. If you, if you send me something bigger than a letterbox, I will cut you out of the membership program if you're a member. How about that? There's a little skin in the game now for you. No more Connected Pro for you. Well, but that just affects you financially. <laughs> I don't know how we got from, from doing a podcast about Apple to threatening people. Yeah. But it's like... <laughs> okay. Kate says that the P.O. Box is listed on a page on the website. What? I mean, there is it, there is a legal need for it to be listed, I think, in the privacy page. Oh, yeah. Thing. It's on, like, the terms of uh, the privacy page, I bet. Because of GDPR or something. Which, uh, Which is probably how Katie and Giovanni found maybe, it. Maybe. Maybe. Anything else in follow-up when you talk about? Steven has two monitors now. Ah. Oh. Steven has two studio displays. That's the thing that he did. Over the time. Mac Power user members already know this. Well, but also do readers of your website where you posted an article about the fact that you did it. Like, that's what I've li- that's what I've linked to in our show notes. Yeah, that's why. You didn't really keep it particularly secret to just Mac Power users listeners when you said, I, uh, after just a few weeks, I've fallen in love with the setup of a pair of t- studio displays. It's not like a secret. Are you not going to say anything? You're just going to say, hmm? Mm. I mean, this is the article. I wanted two screens, and uh, oh, so you're saying read my blog? Okay, this was the way to do it. When you read my blog, Uh, this is big flip flop. This is big (laughs) flip flop energy right here, man. Is it? It's nice that I think we're gonna talk about this later. I think it's nice to change things up. You know, Mm -hmm. keep yourself on your toes. You know, with things, including our setups. I mean, sure, it's nice to have a setup that works for you and it's stable. But after a while, like, you know, we work in our, I want to say bedrooms. I don't work in my bedroom anymore, but I did it for many years. None of us do anymore. But, you know, we work from home and it's Mm -hmm. fun to change things up. It gets boring after a while, you know? The flip-flop I'm not saying that I justify Steven because Steven takes it to the extreme, but in small doses... The, the flip-flop is not previous. The flip-flop is coming. Mm-hmm. Is it a flip-flop, though, that... No. Because the studio display didn't exist when I bought my Pro Display XDR? No, but that's what I'm saying. The flip-flop isn't from what you've done now. It's about what you're going to do. 
because you've now done this and like you're gonna apple's gonna release a, a nicer monitor this year and then you're gonna go to that one i mean i did save the boxes for these two displays. there you go you know like here's the thing it's good to know yourself right yeah and like so i, I think that's a great thing like keep the boxes because you're inevitably gonna sell them in like three months time because mm-hmm. you'll get like studio display pro or something mm. you know maybe but yeah they're they're quite nice i like having two displays fancy i'm sitting in front of them right now so you're just like you have these two displays and you're like just dragging windows across displays, like feel really professional yeah, about them. I know you're not familiar with the concept of good window management being an iPad user. Huh. Uh, well, <laughs> there is an energy today, but, man. Oh, the Mac. <laughs> you can just put it, stuff where you want it. We should take two weeks off. That, like, we, <laughs> this is wild. You, sir, make assumptions about me. No. I- but you don't know. You don't know the whole truth. I've been up to things. I listen to app stories. I know you're sitting there with a Mac Mini and you want a Mac Pro. No, not quite. Not what if quite. it's a cube? But all will be revealed in due time. So anyways, uh, yeah, two studio displays. I definitely recommend if you get the studio display, definitely get the adjustable stand. I think that's the one you have, Mike, as yeah. well. It, yeah. It's fantastic. The speakers are great. The blog post is about um, I wanted to have music coming out of both of them. And I was like, how do I do this? How do I do this? I was like, oh loopback can do it because of course it can and so the blog post just shows you how to do it for the you know four people who have the similar setup so i have two two thousands one that is just hilarious to me that like you're like no because i think you said this to me i have two sets of speakers so might as well use them i just want music out of all of them yeah but also where what about the stick things i they are retired after like 15 years (gasps) no yeah wow the stick speakers what are they called Sound sticks. Is it, it Harman Kardon? It is. And mine were like the really, really old ones. And I think, I've, I'm sure I've shared this before, but the right one was hot glued together. <laughs> it was really, I still have them. They're in they're in, in a box in the attic, safe okay. and sound. Stephen, no one was questioning if you was keeping them, right? <laughs> you? I know. Oh, did you get rid of something? No, come no. on. <laughs> There was not a question on anyone's mind. Stephen, can you can you do me a favor? Of course. Please fix a fix a typo in the story. Oh no! Where's the typo? Hot glue holding it together and together as a typo. Oh, to get her, her, her. yeah, fix that. To get her, to get her, (laughs) to get her, to get her. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just take a screenshot of that. Just so I get it, you know. Also, let's talk about the mug. Scrub Daddy. You gotta listen to Ingenious, man. It's like a whole thing. Scrub Daddy, Scrub Daddy Life, Federico. It's the best. Okay, interesting. I gotta find big Scrub Daddy energy. I got Scrub Mommy at home now too. Scrub Daddy and Scrub Scrub Daddy and Scrub Mommy. America's favorite sponge. It is the best sponge. It is so good. Scrub Scrub Daddy. Daddy. Scrub Daddy. Okay. All right. Scrub me, Daddy. But Stephen yeah. has embraced Scrub Daddy as part of his persona now. Oh, I see. Yeah, you ought to see the tattoo. <laughs> Where do you have it? I can't say. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. You'll you'll find it when you scrub me. It's just, there's no need to go on. It's yeah. It's not like a general. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing the show nine years. Uh, it's time. Anyways. That's it. Moving on, our friend Ryan has put together uh, a cool GitHub page that pulls a bunch of cool stats about show length 
from Relay FM. And there's other sites out there that do this. Uh, different people have tracked different things over the years, which is incredible to me. Um, Ryan's, you can go through here and you can click on a show and it gives you the longest and the shortest episode. And then you can see the average and that sort of thing. Uh, Mike, do you want to walk us through some of our own stats? Yeah, there are, there are a couple of specific things. The longest episode of Connected is episode 24, a whole website in the palm of your hand. This was when we did the like walkthrough of the original iPad introduction keynote. Nice. Trying to recapture the magic of that episode of the prompt, right? The mm-hmm. iPhone one. Um, and then ep- the shortest episode is episode 90, a set of unlucky coincidences which is 48 minutes long. I cannot tell any reason why this episode is 48 minutes long, but it was. And it was the episode where we introduced the uh, iMac t-shirt that we did because Stephen had just finished his iMac collection. And so we did like a commemorative iMac t-shirt with the three of us as little cartoon characters. And Federico was Dave Grohl hmm. in this in this thing. Uh, our average episode length is an hour and 28 minutes, which I think is pretty good to be honest i think that's kind of what we aim for so it's good to know specifically an hour and 28 minutes is what we aim for so i'm happy that we that we've met that yeah we we had many talks you know nine years ago we're like hey guys i always dreamed of doing like a a show that's an hour and 20 minutes long each Mm -hmm. week and and you both were like yeah that's gonna be challenging and we don't know if we're gonna pull it off but turns out we did uh really happy about that that's the one to go for right yeah yeah uh, I have like a little thing here, which is just like if I just go, it's not because it's no. not a quiz. Oh, you can't do but that. But it's like, yeah, but that wasn't the full thing, right? It's just like a little thing, which is more just like, I'll play that sound when I have <laughs> it's like, like a half a buzz. It's like, it's like, it was more like a fifth. Cause it's, it's just, I'll give it to you again, right? It's just like, right? Like just, <laughs> just enough to know that it's there. And that is like the sound signal. for, for yeah. Quizzy's admin. Welcome, everyone. We're doing some quizzes, admin. Uh, you may remember in the past uh, we have done on the quizzes. Oh, by the way, the scores are resetting. So that's admin thing number one. Okay. So uh, the next time that we do the quizzes, we will be starting from score zero. Can you so give this, us a, a recap of our scores last year? We will do this when the quizzes next happen. Because okay. I will do the official resetting of the scores then. Got it. But that's just like admin point number one. Admin point number two, I need help from the passionate ones. So in the past, we did a a survey called Do You Know the Passionate Ones? Where you guys had to guess the answers to a Google form, right? So I put out a Google form. It had like, what's your favorite app? And you had to try and guess the preferences of the passionate ones. I'm now flipping this around. We will in the future be playing a couple of rounds of a game called Do the Passionate Ones Know You? Ooh, okay. So this will be questions about you two. The listeners will give their responses, and you will have to try and guess what they think. What they think of us? Wow, (laughs) I like it. That's brilliant. I like it. But it will be like so. There will be like let's imagine uh, what is Federico's favorite food. That's not in there, but that's an example, right? Tricky question. You will both be guessing that answer. So it won't just be Federico guessing that about himself. Federico will guess it about himself and Stephen will guess it about Federico and vice versa, you know? So you'll, you'll both get a chance to score points on those. I like it. So that will be coming in the future. There'll be a link in the show notes for this Google form. Please go fill it out. And at some point over the next few weeks, who could know when 
we will do the first round of Do the Passionate Ones Know You. This episode of Connected is brought to you by ZocDoc. When someone is just exceptionally good at what they do, could be a waiter, a chef, a doctor, a podcaster, you know you're in good hands. It's like seeing a waiter bounce five trays of fajitas on one arm or something. You're confident in them. When you find the right doctor, you can just feel it. You feel heard and at ease. On ZocDoc, find the doctor that's right for you is seamless. The quality care you need is just a few taps away in the ZocDoc app. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost any condition under the sun. There are millions of users of ZocDoc out there, and it's easy to understand why. It's hard to find a doctor. Maybe you've moved, or maybe your doctor you saw retired, or maybe just looking for a change. It can be hard to find somebody who's going to be a good fit, but ZocDoc takes the work out of it for you. So whether you're not feeling your best or just trying to hold it together, finding great care shouldn't take up all your energy. That's where ZocDoc comes in. Use their free app that millions of users are already relying on. There you can find the right doctor that meets your needs and fits your schedule. Book an appointment with a few taps in their app and start feeling better faster with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com connected and download the app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's zocdoc.com slash connected, zocdoc.com slash connected. Our thanks to ZocDoc for their support of the show and Relay FM. I want to talk about our website for a second, if you would permit me. Uh, I know Mike, you and Jason spoke a little about, about this on Upgrade, but I wanted to do it here as well. Uh People are probably familiar with the fact that uh, there have been some changes on some social media websites, and uh, some of us are not on them anymore. And for, for years, Twitter has been the, the main way that we have gathered uh, feedback and follow-up. You know, people will reply to an episode tweet or just, or just you know, reach out on Twitter directly. And that was fantastic for a really long time. But times have changed, and in looking at how we wanted to gather feedback and follow up moving forward uh, we really wanted to be able to to build something that was m- both really easy to use for everybody because yeah there's always been an email link on the webpage and you know that will continue to be there but a lot of people felt like that was the only way because they weren't on twitter or, or whatever and so uh or weren't in the discord and so now we've got a form at relay.fm slash connected slash feedback very simple form you plug in your name, email address, and a message. You can make it anonymous. If it's marked anonymous, we actually don't see your name on the back end. It's truly anonymous even to us. And we really just wanted something that was easy uh, for everybody to use and then easy for us and our other hosts on Relay to just have one place to go look for uh, for all their feedback and follow-up items. Uh, we do have plans to expand this. So if you're a member and you're in the Discord, uh, we want to be able to tie the... Uh, bot commands in discord right now you can do uh, several different commands to like provide feedback to certain shows and right now those go into google sheets and we want to bring those into this system as well so we have plans to expand it uh, over the coming months but as a 1.0 it's out there now and uh, we we really think it's the the best way to send feedback and follow up again email's always there but we think that uh this is easier for everybody yeah, and there's like additional things we want to add, like that you could denote if something was uh, follow up or feedback or answers to questions or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like say, like ask upgrade or whatever, you would be able to 
to choose that when you're on, a, and that will be per specific show, right? So each show would have their own set of things. Like if we were doing connected QA, we might turn that feature on for a little bit, right? So you could send in connected QA questions that way. Yeah. Um, it does appear in the show notes for every episode too, and it's on the website. There's just a button that says submit feedback. Um, we also have short URLs. So we have connectedfeedback.com, but I also bought something special for Connected. Federico, I think you might enjoy this. You can also send in your feedback by going to fileafeedback.com. Nice. Nice. So that's, you can, if you want to file a feedback, as people often like to tell us we should, uh, there's a new way to do that. <laughs> you just go yeah. to fileafeedback.com. I, I love it. I love it. File a feedback. Great you know? domain. Yes. Thank you. I also got a domain. The forwarding isn't working yet because I bought it just this morning, uh, but longthigh.social. We'll also go wow, there. that should also be my new Mastodon instance if you <laughs> don't end up using it. Long, the long thigh social. Long thigh dot social. This is like how I own 123membership.com and it goes to the, the connected membership of like, it's just a fun URL, but maybe it's less memorable. But long thigh dot social, I think, is for the real connoisseur, right? Right. Yeah. Right. It's like, like the, only, you know, like if you know, you know. Yeah, connoisseur is a great word to describe the kind of people we try to appeal to Mm -hmm. on a weekly basis, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think it's a great idea to have this feedback form, you know, make it easy for people to send you thoughts and notes Mm -hmm. and links, whatever, without... Because, you know, it's not nice to send an email, you know. Who likes to open an email just to send feedback to a podcast? Instead, you just go to a website and you type in a few words, click submit, and you're done. Boom, super easy. Good idea. Very good idea. Mike, I have a feedback item for you, actually, from Kate. Uh, they wrote, I wrote this as you were recording. Love the show. Thanks, Kate. Is there a deadline for filling in the do the passionate ones know you form? Uh, not yet. I mean, I'll, I'm going to see how the responses go over the next week, and I'll give you, like, time. So maybe on next week's episode, I'll say, all right, you got one last reminder. It'll close on whatever okay. day or whatever. So don't freak out about it, but do, you know... Don't run, but walk to it. You know, walk yeah. to the form. Walk to the form. I got a couple other to the feedback items now that we're in this part of the show. Okay. It's just like a new segment where we do live, live yeah, feedback. Yeah, where I go to the CMS and read things. Uh-huh. Uh, Connor wrote in uh, saying that I could shorten my name to uh, Sec Deflex. Remember Secretary yep. Deflex? They apparently are in part of the Department of Defense, and and there they refer to refer to the secretary's Secretary of Defense as SecDef. So, SecDefflex is pretty pretty cool. SecDefflex, SecDefflex, SecDefflex. If you say like it fast, that. it gets weird. I mean, you could you could say some some spicy things there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That could yeah. that could be a real tongue twister. Don't say I think, any, I think any, anything you say fast enough can be weird. Just try and say Stephen real fast, like multiple times. I don't Eventually, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be weird. Yeah. You might summon him. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> any, anything else from the CMS? There are a couple that I'm, that I'm going to hold until we do the next round of Ricky's because there's a couple people who have rules questions. Uh, but there's one more title suggestion. So we discussed what would happen, and we are just one game away from it happening where someone holds yep. all four titles. So they're the annual chairman, the keynote chairman. They win. They won the annual flexies and the 
event flexes. Which is me. I'm the person. I, you, you, yes. If me. you win the next keynote, Ricky's, uh, then you would have this, assumedly. Uh, Drew wrote in to say, personally, I think when or if someone consolidates power in the way that Mike may soon, they should be given the title Daddy Connected. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I like that as an as like an additional daddy. title, right? Like, so I could be like, what would th- what could I what could I be, right? So I've got what? Why am I Archduke Flexington again? If you have both the annual and event flexies, yeah. The annual and event flexies, mm-hmm. right? So I so if I won. Okay, so if I won the next keynote, Ricky's, and the next keynote, Flexies, I could be like the. Do we have a name for the both chairmanship? We don't. Right, so I could be like the because I've referred to it before as the consolidated. So right, like, which I think is I fine. could be the consolidated chairman. He's Archduke Flexington, Daddy Connected, Mike Hurley. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty good. These are the types of things you can look forward to on the show from now on with our new feedback form. Yeah. Apple is back from Christmas break as well. Uh, Just yesterday, we got a bunch of betas, including iPadOS and iOS 16.3 beta 2. Federico, how how is that going? I I really didn't want to start the year with this kind of energy, but here we are again, I guess. Uh, There's nothing new in... Well... There's really nothing new in iOS, I think. There's only like one minor change to how emergency calls work. Um, and and there is not no like there are no big changes in iPadOS. Uh, we all sort of hoped, thought um, that oh surely Apple is gonna take some sweet time after the release of iPadOS 16 to, you know, listen to feedback and go back to the drawing board for some features, maybe add some settings, you know. Spent some time over the holiday break thinking about things and whatnot. They shipped one change to Stage Manager in 16.3 Beta 2, and it's arguably a regression from a previous behavior, and it's the kind of change that makes me realize, or, well, no, it doesn't make me realize, it confirms my suspicion that at this point, the team in charge of Stage Manager has no idea what they're doing anymore. They're just throwing <laughs> spaghetti features at the wall and trying to understand what works and what doesn't. Specifically, so if you recall, um, last summer, it used to be possible in a workspace in Stage Manager. So you got a bunch of windows open, right? You're in a workspace. And you have overlapping windows. Um, suddenly, you want to focus on one of them. It used to be that and I'm talking like July, August, maybe early September, used to be that you could hit Glob F, you would temporarily make the selected window full screen, you would maximize the window, and it used to be that you could hit Glob F again to restore the previous size. It was basically this very nice toggle that allowed you to take a workspace, you got multiple overlapping windows, you want to focus on one of them for like two minutes, you do globe F, you do what you got to do, and then globe F again, and you're done. I love that feature. That feature didn't make the release of iPadOS 16. It was removed for whatever reason. So the iPadOS 16 that shipped in October 
uh, allowed you to globe F a window, to, so to turn a window into full screen while remaining in the active workspace. So let's say that you got Safari mail and reminders in a workspace. Um, you select Safari, you hit globe F. The iPadOS 16 that launched in October allowed you to maximize the Safari window. Reminders and, what did I say, mail would remain in the background, right? Uh, and you would stay in that workspace just with Safari covering the other apps because you hit globe F. Now, in 16.3 beta 2, this has completely changed. Apple has completely changed the behavior of globe F. So now, if you have a workspace with multiple windows, you select one of them and you hit globe F, what happens is that <laughs> the selected window becomes its own standalone workspace in full screen. The other windows from the workspace, they get thrown back into the strip as a separate workspace. So to go back to my previous example, you got Safari mail and reminders, you select reminders and you hit globe F. In 16.3 beta 2, what happens is reminders become a full screen space. Mail and Safari, they are booted out of the workspace, thrown back into the strip as a workspace separate from the one of reminders now in full screen. I don't know. I, I don't like it. Like, I understand, uh, I can understand why they did it, and I disagree with them. <laughs> like, and this is like the thing is, like, I understand how this works. I also think you're wrong about it because I feel like Apple must have thought, oh, our users find it confusing that full screen now means maximize, but there are still things behind the active window. Because my concern, my fear, is that this is what Apple is thinking, that they shipped something that allowed you to make windows overlap, and then they felt guilty about it. So now they're trying to remove all instances in which, oh, you, there may be something on screen behind the window that you don't see. So what do they do to fix this? Well, what if we change the behavior of Globe F? So now it makes a window full screen and it makes it its own separate space. This is all wrong. I'm sorry. This just, it's not good. It's not good. If you, the only way I was I was talking to a friend about this behind the scenes. Um, the only way I could maybe sort of accept this is do this, okay? Uh, uh, get the other apps in the background, put them in the separate workspace. But let me toggle again, globe F, and put back those windows in the workspace as I left them. It should be like a temporary... It should be, it should be a temporary toggle. Yep. But at that point, at that point, why not just return to the behavior of last summer where you could hit globe F, make it full screen, hit globe F again, and you would see your windows. Because in this state, in 16.3 beta 2, this is another instance, it's another example of stage manager rearranging things for you on your behalf. 
It's just mm. another item in that list of here's all the instances in which stage manager knows better than you and rearranges windows for you. I just I you make a window full screen by hitting globe F. Well, now the other windows in your workspace are not there anymore. Like I, I, I wish I was. I wish this was a joke. It's not a joke. It's how it works. So it's yeah. it's very upsetting that they are doing such drastic changes this far in. <laughs> that aren't the ones that that people are asking for no, at least in our no, community. No, right? like yeah, no. This I uh, they must justify this by saying no, oh, but we have the emails from people you know sent Which to they Craig may and well Tim do, Cook. Right? Like, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they do. And hey, if you want to follow those voices, you know, be my guest. Um, do that. You know, maybe we'll uh, we'll explore some alternatives. You know, we'll talk about this later. But uh, yeah, um, I don't understand this feature. I don't understand this behavior. Uh, I, I, you know what? I'm honestly like running out of patience here. Like. If you can't chip, if you don't, if maybe you, I don't know if you, if the problem is that they don't, if they can't or they don't want to um, ship a, a multitasking, multi-windowing system that works for pro users. I honestly, I, and the thing is, I honestly don't want to care anymore. You know, like mm. it, it is what it is. You know, let let them do this crazy dance of. You know, we are in January 2023. We're still waiting for basic announcements to stage manager. And now they're changing the behavior of what full screen means. Like, you just make up your mind already, you know. Anyway, yeah. Apple is rumored to have a big year this year. Over the weekend, Mark Gurman uh, in his newsletter had a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, headline seems to be that the AR VR headset is on track to be announced in the spring with some sort of additional details or developer story at WWDC and then launching in the fall. That is dangerously close to Mike's risky pick <laughs> for the year. We'll see how that how that pans out. But in the wake of this, uh, Gurman reports that basically everything else Apple works on is going to have a pretty slow year. So n- not big changes in iOS, iPadOS 17, uh, macOS whatever comes next after Ventura. A slower year for hardware as well. The 15-inch MacBook Air seems to be on track, but that's about it. No bigger Mac, no smaller MacBook, no bigger iMac, no larger iPad. And the Mac Pro seems to be a a pretty subdued uh, upgrade over the Intel version. Curious what you guys think about this. You're in a headset, baby. So what you gotta do? Push it all to the side. So we gotta go to the side. Like if you're gonna mm. be serious about it, this has to be the focus, right? That everything else has to take a back seat for this thing, or it's not gonna work. Well, um, and like everyone, you can have your own opinion. Like I know, like it's an interesting dovetail on what Federico was just talking about, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I know why that will frustrate people. Like when if iPad OS 17 doesn't have a lot, or if iOS 17 and macOS whatever it's going to be number wise doesn't have a lot of features it's going to be frustrating or like if not a lot of hardware ships this year it's going to be frustrating but like if they are serious about this brand new platform this big new hardware like this has to be the focus of the year for a bunch of reasons whether it's for apple's own internal engineering or for like lightening the load on developers to encourage them to explore this 
development environment. Like you, they got to go all in on it or don't do it. And I think that means like from a messaging perspective, from like a focus for the year, like it's headset, 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 if it's going to work. They got to go. I feel like they got to go that, and then that mm. ties in with what my pick was. But what has been rumored at this point quite a lot of like it will be basically every time Apple stands in front of a, an audience this year, it will include some messaging about this product, and I think that's kind of the way it's got to be. Um, I think it's kind of it's kind of a odd topic to discuss because this is a product that we haven't seen that it's not out yet and we're already saying oh, do I agree or disagree with this like I have no idea what my <laughs> opinion is like literally like I see all all these opinions like how can you have an opinion on something that is not like you know but I'll I'll say that maybe I, I have questions I I see these rumors and I have questions and I and I just hope that like I'm wondering if it will be worth it to do all this in in the name of the headset. Like, will it be worth it? You know, and broadly speaking, um, I love uh, VR gaming. It's one of the things. Like, I am so excited about PlayStation VR two. You know, for example, uh, it's coming in February, right, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think Finally, you're more you know, excited than PlayStation, but you know that's a conversation for well, another but, time. But the, but that's the thing. Like I know that wearing a headset for you know short bursts of playtime, um, both by myself and with friends, it makes for you know great great multiplayer sessions. Especially if you had a few glasses of wine, like everybody's laughing. You know, there's the you know one of us wearing the headset. Like it's funny. I did it before. It's it's great. Um, I am, I continue to be very skeptical about the idea of wearing something on your face, like it's literally a, a, like a headset, like a visor on your face um, when you're not playing. Like, I really, really fundamentally struggle to imagine a scenario in which I'm home, Sylvia's home, and I'm the jerk wearing the headset and be like, oh, let me be. I mean, my you know, little fancy AR world, I don't want to talk to you or whatever. Like, I, I really struggle to imagine that, like, that's sort of a, a physical isolation. And sure, Apple is going to have the outward facing display. By the way, I really want to see what that's going to look like in the end, if it's awkward or not. Um, but I, it's, I think it's a very <laughs> fundamental question of, you know, <laughs> we are already surrounded by a technology that, isolates us you know and mm -hmm. and it's one of those things where like and i try to make an effort and i know that my friends are trying to make an effort you know like for example when you go out at dinner with people try try and put your phone face down on the table so that you know we're not looking at our phones or trying to put on do not disturb so we don't look at our notifications um and so when it comes to putting something literally in front of your eyes blocking you out from from people it's something that makes me very skeptical uh, at the same time, I know that for very specific applications, there can be lots of value there. Um, and down the road in the future, when this technology becomes less obtrusive, like, or if they can make, you know, regular eyeglasses that show you information in front of your eyes, like, sure, that's going to be awesome. Um, but the question I have, will all of this be worth it for a headset? that I can only realistically imagine wearing for like an hour at a time if I'm not bothering other people around me by wearing it and therefore isolating myself from what's surrounding me. Will well, it be if you, worth it? 
Right, but if you think the idea of AR glasses is a good idea, mm-hmm. they can only get to that with this. So, like, well, if you, do you if need to get te- to this in public? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You could get to this and never ship this thing. Yeah. No, I, I don't know if that's possible. I, genuinely, I don't know if that's possible. Like, because I like I'm not going to build it for Apple uh, by wearing the headset. Right, but it's like you get to the iPad by having an iPhone or like whatever. Mm. You know what? Like I, I feel like that there is... Or let me ask you this though. Let me ask you this and answer honestly. Uh-huh. Or is it the hunger for having a new hit of a I product? I mean, well, that's always there. Like that's part of it for sure, right? Um, but I, I do think it's both things. Like I, I think that they have to start with something. You can't go straight to AR glasses, like really advanced AR glasses. Like, especially again, of like that would take a really long time, and a lot of money, and a lot of investment to get right. If people don't like the headset, then they just don't need to continue, right? But like, if if they're gonna go all in on AR glasses before they do anything, like, well, you got don't have any way of testing even the beginning of the market, right? Like, I feel like if the future is AR glasses. You got. I think you got to start here, right? Which is like you know, we had big desktops before we had laptops. Like I think that that's the part. Right, but, but yeah, for me, there's like the, the 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 line in the sand for me is you know put something on your face. Like I, I really cannot go past that point. Like sure, I I you know they're making giant monitors. Okay, they're making a watch for your wrist. All right, uh, they made phones small and then they made phones regular and then they made phones big. Okay, uh, and then they made you know computers big and small, Mac Mini. Uh, they made a Cube. They made an iMac. Okay, they made an Apple TV. Sure, they made an iPad. Fine, they made an iPad Mini. All right, good. But something on your face. And they made the AirPods. Great. But something in front of your eyes and your forehead. Just like wearing it. Like for how long? Like, I don't know. Just if just even VR, like after a while, it makes you look like an idiot. You know? It's just, know. It's, it's just that. Like put something on your face. You look silly. But these are like, arbitrary and, lines though, right? Like you're good with all of these things up until that point. And that's the line that you've drawn. And like, I I would argue that society is also drawing that line. Right. And I'm not saying that that isn't the line either, but like, these are just lines that are drawn until they're redrawn. Yeah. I don't know. I think for me, it's pretty, it's pretty clear cut. Like anything that goes in front of your mouth and goes in front of your eyes, is kind of awkward. So no Dyson headphones for you then. (laughs) Exactly. Like, have you looked at those? Like, I mean, come on. I don't know. I, I, look, the thing is, I am excited. I want to make this clear. I am excited about this technology. If they made eyeglasses with AR features, I would buy a pack of them. Like, I would literally buy five of them and just use a different one each day. Uh, I don't know why, but I would do it. Just It's an exaggeration to drive home my point. My problem is, you know, covering my face. Anyway, yeah. We'll see. It may be a very weird year to cover Apple if uh, if this mm-hmm. blueprint comes to pass. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, products, services, even content. Squarespace has you covered. 
That online store is really awesome. You can sell physical or digital products. They have all the tools built in, so you're not stringing together multiple systems hoping for the best. It's all there in Squarespace. They also have powerful tools tools for blogging and podcasting, so you can share stories, photos, videos, updates, and so much more. You can categorize things, share them, schedule your post, whatever you need to do. Just yesterday, a friend of mine who is building a website for his company had a question about a Squarespace site, and you can do some uh, some CSS stuff. Uh, you can customize things. There's Everything is point and click in Squarespace. So if you need to go deeper, you can override with CSS, which if you're nerdy, you may want to do. They give you all that power inside of Squarespace. Head on over to squarespace.com slash connected for a free trial. There's no credit card required. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code connected to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash connected. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code CONNECTED to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for the support of Connected and Relay FM. It's a new year. Some people uh, set resolutions, and I thought it would be fun to talk about some uh, some New Year's tech resolutions hmm. that we may have. And we'll, we will do this in true round-robin style. Mike, do you want to kick us off? As you can imagine... <laughs> I eschew the resolutions idea. Ah, uh, yes. Right? Here we go I have again. a whole personal brand around resolutions not being a thing. So I will be expressing mine as themes. So I have three themes. And it's fun. My first one is optimism. So yeah. I'm going to treat this as a year of optimism specifically around the upcoming headset. Because... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> What I don't, so I'm remembering, the reason I thought about this is there was a number of years ago, I don't remember what was happening or why I did this, but I decided that I was going to have a year of optimism around Apple products because there was a malaise at the time. Everyone was upset about everything, hardware, software. Uh, it was the year of the MacBook Pro keyboard. It was that period of time. I think you're right, yeah. Because I remember it was, a. I, I think it was the first... 2016 or something. Maybe the first San Jose WWDC. It was the scooter year, I think. Like, maybe it was the second San Jose WWDC. Mm. And it was just like, I was getting tired of being mad and sad on my content, right? Like, I just didn't want to be that way anymore. So I chose, I was going to try and see positive side of things so i am choosing the optimism side of this so here's what i will say as a as a some counterpoints to federico's arguments i'm not going to count all of them because some of them i do agree with like shutting yourself off from the world is something that i'm concerned about but my hope is that they're going to find some way of making it a bit better and or like you just use it for an hour at a time or whatever like to be honest using our phone shuts us off from the world as well it's just in like a, a different kind of way Here's what I'm pitching for why I'm going to be optimistic about this. I like VR. I like VR in general. I like VR for uh, for games. I've tried some productivity stuff in VR, and I think it's really interesting. So I want to stay open-minded about that, especially to see whatever Apple is doing, because I'm going to naturally assume that the software experience is better than the software experiences I've tried elsewhere, because if it's not, then there's no point in them doing it, right? I am... Holding out judgment for like an iPhone OS level of wow, right? Like at some point, they're going to wow us again in a similar way to that. 
it could take another 15 years, right? But, you know, I remember back to how it felt to watch that keynote and for them to take what we thought they were doing and display it to us in a way that we never could have conceived of. Like, they just built an operating system that didn't look or act like anything else that had existed before. Do I believe they're going to do it this time? Yes and no. I don't know. But I feel like this is the first place where they where they have that opportunity again. Like, not going to happen with the iPad. Wasn't going to happen with the Apple Watch. But a thing where you could create this beautiful 3D environment with whole new ways of working, of like of how software can work, of how notifications can look, how apps can look, experiences. Like, this is the first... I think, time where since the iPhone, they will be able to truly wow us. And so I'm at this point, months, you know, between three to six months before we're going to see it, I am choosing to believe that that is a possibility. Um, And that headset hardware that they have could be very, I think it will be very interesting whether it's good or bad. It's going to be interesting. But nevertheless, this whole endeavor will be fertile ground for interesting shows. And so I am choosing to be optimistic, even if my co-hosts are pessimistic. That's still interesting content because we can debate. We can debate it. But I am choosing to be optimistic and positive about whatever it is that they're going to make. Because at this point, you could just choose one path, and I'm purposely choosing glass half full. You mean like glasses half full? Yes. Although that wouldn't be so good if the glasses were only half full. <laughs> Right, because then I mean, one eye is going to work. My first one is fixing my iCloud shared photo library. So when this feature came out, I turned it on and basically dumped my wife and I's basically our entire photo libraries into one shared family photo library. It's a disaster in there. <laughs> There's a bunch of photos. Okay. I don't know why or how. There's a ton of photos that she's taken over the years that have just no location data. There's things with wrong dates, lots of missing faces, nothing has tags. This is made worse that your shared library doesn't have albums. You can still have albums in your own library. So I'm going to keep some albums for like, she doesn't need my photos that I take for articles and stuff that I keep, right? Like of hardware and things. But for family photos, I had a bunch of those in albums. And uh, I want to get to a point where between faces, GPS, maybe some, some, uh, specific tagging i can find anything i want but it's a mountain of work I, I i slowly chip away at it like if i have kind of a quiet afternoon i might open photos and you know put half an hour in i have a couple of smart albums one for uh, images with no location one for images with no tag so i can i can start to sort through these things but it's going to be great when it's done it's just a lot of work between here and there but i'm very excited so about is- it very side question. I'm happy. I know you love photo management, so it's going to be great. But just as a, this is not connected, but I just wanted to know. No, it is connected. It's literally the name of the show. Did you fix the advanced data protection thing for Mary? Uh, I have not tried again. So uh, okay. when I tried getting the key, it would just sit there. And uh, I've not made it back yep. to that, but uh, I need to. Also, the clock's ticking, Apple. It's a new year. I want this feature. Come on. Give it to me. Give it, give it to Mike. It's going to come right after the Apple card, I'm sure. Um, so my first uh, resolution theme uh, is um, to, 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> I want to explore more technology outside of Apple. <laughs> uh -oh. this is, um, the year this, of uh, Linux. <laughs> no. The Linux well, on the Italian well, desktop. <laughs> well, I got it. I got it on my Steam Deck, so I'm all halfway there. Um, to be fair, it was the year of Linux last year for that reason. It right? literally like, was. Maybe Finally. the most successful year Linux has ever had. <laughs> Finally, of the Steam Deck. <laughs> Finally. Uh, no, but the thing is, 2022 was a was a challenging year for me in terms of covering the things I want to cover. Uh, and they, you know, I mean, look at iPadOS and how they butchered my boy. You know, look, mm. look at how, <laughs> what, what they did to... Look, <laughs> <laughs> look right? what they did to my boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? His windows and are I, everywhere. I, and, and, as, and as I can... As, a, as, as you can tell from, from the previous segment, I'm tired of complaining. Like, I don't work for Apple. I'm not their consultant. I love tablets. Uh, I, I I just I love convertible computers, and I love the iPad. It's it's I love the idea. I firmly believe in the idea of a computer that can be many computers. You know, um, it's just something that makes me happy, and and I'm tired of feeling upset every time I try to use iPadOS and it doesn't do what I want to, and so. I've been thinking about this over the holidays. I've been thinking about this for the past few months. Uh, you know, I did. I, I don't want to end up in a situation where I, where I hate the things I want to write about, and I don't like. I know you know me. I don't like to be locked into options. I don't like to be you know forced to do something. So there's many things that I want to. I, I, and I also think it's doing this will be good for me as a as a person who, like I love technology and I feel like over the past uh, few years uh, maybe like, maybe four to five years um, I haven't been knowledgeable enough about other technology and there's a world out there like I don't want to try Linux on the desktop but there's a world of, of Android devices of Windows devices of, of web services that like uh are not just apps for Apple platforms, but like stuff that you can try and works everywhere. And I feel like I don't know enough. And I feel like I'm pretty boxed in at the moment. And I don't like that feeling. And that combined with like every single time, you know, I find something that upsets me about iPadOS or a new beta comes out and there's a change that upsets him. Like, you know what? I Maybe it's time to try something else. And so this year, I want to become more knowledgeable about other things. And I've been doing things behind the scenes. We'll talk about them soon. Uh, you know, and I've, I've been moving in that direction. Uh, because I think it's... Uh, I, and I think it'll make me a better writer about Apple stuff if I also know how, you know, the, the bigger world of technology operates and what it looks like. So yeah, that's what I want to do this year. I want to explore other options for technology outside of Apple because I feel like I don't know enough about them and I feel pretty dissatisfied with the, with the technology that I use at the moment. And I don't like feeling dissatisfied, but also I'm not in, the, in a position of power at Apple to change things the way I would like them to be. 
So maybe it's try to try something else and see if the grass is greener on the other side or just a different type of grass, or maybe it's not green at all. Like, let's see what the grass looks like. So yeah, I guess in 2023, I will touch grass, as the kids say. <laughs> I feel like you've seen Avatar too many times, you know what I mean? Like, what color is the grass in, a, in an alternate reality, you know? It's Pandora mm-hmm. grass, is what he's looking Pandora for. Pandora grass. Have you seen the Lenovo Yoga Book 9i dual screen foldable laptop? Oh, have I seen that? I think it's a in I I really think it's an incredible idea. I, but you guys, I want, Federico, I want you to buy that computer so we can talk about it. So you can I want to know what you think of that computer. <laughs> Don't worry, Mike. I got you covered. We'll have plenty of things to talk about this year. That is uh that's round 1. We're moving to round 2. Yeah. Mine is uh, completing an inventory of my Apple collection. I don't have an updated inventory. My old system was literally an Apple Note. And so I've built a very fancy Google spreadsheet that has like lots of drop downs and things. So I can say, oh, this is a desktop. This is the year this came out. All those things. I'm very excited about it. I have started on it. I've, I've gotten a little bit uh, into this, but... This is a project that I, I fully intend on having complete, uh, hopefully in the early part of the year. Um, and one reason I did it in Google Sheets is so I can make it public so people can poke around in there and they have questions about something, you know, hit me up on the feedback form, for instance. Google Sheets. Rest in peace, Devon thing. Yeah, Google Sheets is an interesting choice for this. Like, because Notion and Craft can also be public. I looked at a bunch of things here. I looked at Airtable. I looked at. Uh, what else? Did I, I looked at something else that was like a sp- online spreadsheety thing. I looked at Notion. I looked at Craft. I was like, you know what? I already spend all day <laughs> in Google Docs and Sheets and know how it works really well. And I want to do this once and then just update it over the years. And I don't think Google Sheets is going anywhere. So it felt like a, a very stable option. Trust Google not to get rid of all things. Right. <clears throat> if they get rid of Google Sheets, the world will explode. <laughs> Something bad's happened. Something so, bad. I'll put a view link in the Discord so people can kind of see what I'm what I'm talking about here. So you guys can look at this as well. Um, got manufacturer, product name. Oh, it's good looking. Thank you. Cat this is the new like drop down style that they're that they're rolling out. Um, pretty sweet. Year released, specs, condition, and then coverage. So if I've written about it or talked about it somewhere, I'm gonna try to have those links there as well. Which is mostly for me, so I know like what I own yeah. versus what I've talked about. Can this go in the show notes? Yeah, okay. yeah, it can go in the show notes. Just understand that it's uh, very clearly not done. Like, there's 12 rows in here. There's going to be like 160 when I'm done. All right. So my second theme is to finalize my smart home setup, uh, and I'm almost there. So to give you an update, uh, we settled on the two Amazon Echoes as speakers for my TV with the Fire TV stick. Everything is working beautifully. You know, we're we're going with that. Um, But there's other things that I want to finalize. More specifically, recently I discovered that our uh, house is wired into this built-in home automation system based on a standard called KNX. I think it stands for Connects. At least that's oh, that's the way bad. That they, uh, that's connected. so bad. Yeah, it's very bad. It's very bad. That's what we should call the show. Yeah, it connects. Uh, so anyway, KNX, uh, and basically, um, I discovered 
that so the, the the building company wanted to sell me this uh, gateway device that would give me access to an app on my phone to control things like every single electrical outlet, uh, every single light switch, and uh, all the uh, all the blinds, like all the windows uh, in the in the apartment. And then I was like, hmm, interesting, but I did some research and I discovered that you, there's a world out there of compatible third-party uh, gateway devices that need to be professionally installed by technicians in your home. It's not something you can do yourself. Um, and so basically I found this way to um, have, uh, uh, basically bring HomeKit and Alexa compatibility to my home by actually physically wiring a gateway device into my home automation system. Um, which means soon enough, I will be able in theory to have access to every single thing in HomeKit. Every light switch, every outlet, all the windows, like, uh, you know, open, you know, open the windows and, you know, close the blinds, whatever, like all of that. Humidity sensors, air quality sensors, the temperature, the heating system, the AC uh, system, uh, like every single thing will show up in, will show up in HomeKit because there will be this bridge and it's not software, it's a hardware bridge. It's actually, it actually requires uh, uh, Ethernet. So I will have to, you know, wire the entire apartment and I've been talking to this company local in Rome about it uh, but that will give me you know much much greater access uh, in terms of controlling my home from Siri and Alexa that's also the thing that I really wanted to have compatibly with two systems at the same time uh, it's gonna be an expensive job uh, but I really want to do it. And the thing is, this will allow me to finally fix something that has always bothered me, which is if you use Philips Hue lights, but you turn off the light switch, the light stops working. Unless you want to install the switches from Philips, which I don't want to do because we have nicer looking physical switches in the, in the house. But this way, I will be able to control the switch itself. So what it uh, does. I will... Yes, mm. I can basically say power on or power off. Uh, so I will no longer, basically I will only use the Philips Hue light itself for the color, but the power will be a separate accessory. Like I will actually be able to physically control the, uh, the power switch for every single light in every single room. Go for it, do what you want. But Philips did make a change where now you can, you can have the power on retain, like it can retain the color. So yes, just like a cool and, I've, thing, and I've but, done that, and I've done that. But yeah. the thing is, if somebody presses physically presses the switch mm -hmm. in the wall and cuts the power to the light, you can't turn it on. You can turn it on, yeah, because there's yeah. no longer power. Yeah, it's like they so, went halfway, but it's like as far as they can go. Like there's yeah. nothing else that. They and can I mean, do you can it. fix this by replacing the switches with some, you know, compatible switches. That, but I really don't want to do that. I just I want to have the nice switches that came with the apartment, but. Now, yeah, I will be able to control those. So this will require technicians come over. We're going to, you know, a nice side benefit of this is that I will have uh, Ethernet everywhere. So that will be cool. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's going to take a while, but it's something I really want to finish up in the next few months. I found knx.org. That's the official organization website. It's 
I want to read you some of the benefits of KNX for your home. Reduce your energy consumption by automatically switching off the lights when you forgot during a busy morning. Adjust your heating from a distance for a warm welcome. Give unwanted intruders no chance. Close the shutters at night when you're away. All right. Mm-hmm. That's nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Calm down, everyone. Wake up in no the morning chance. by slowly opening your shutters. Create a cozy light atmosphere in the evening or set up a routine to give the impression right. that you're home when you're not. Mm-hmm. Also, the yeah, tab title a, includes the words official website in brackets, so you know they're they're serious. My second theme is very similar yeah. to Federico's yeah. in that it is smart home related. Uh, I'm not, smart home's not a theme. I'm not going... Smarter home. There you go. That's my theme. The theme is, <sighs> you have four Fs. That's the name of your theme, right? The year of four Fs. Which is... It's very good, but I'm not coming in here and trashing it. You, you come in and trashing just a year of smart home. That's fine. You can do whatever you want. Uh, smart home. So similar to Federico, like I'm also building out new smart home infrastructure. Not f- familiar to Federico. I have a house built in the 70s, so do not have the wiring for KNX. You know what I mean? Like, there's none of that in there. That ain't in there. Uh, so I'm buying products as we're like building out our house now with smart in mind. So I'm trying to stay in the home kit world wherever I can, but where I can't, I will want the best kind of thing. So for example, we have a Nest thermostat. It's not in home kit, but it's really great on its own. Or like we have a Roomba, right? which is not in HomeKit, but it's really great on its own. So like these are things that you can automate and have to touch them. That's what I'm trying to do. Like if, if I can't get something in, that's in HomeKit, just be good and automatable on its own. Uh, I want everything to be organized really well. So like I'm taking the time to like put everything into a home pass, right? So I've got all of the HomeKit codes all saved, which is a great app. It's HomePass, right? Is that it? Yeah, HomePass. I'll put a link in the show notes to that app. Um, and I'm trying to like get my actual home kit views arranged in the way that I want them to. Uh, also, just more sensors around the house for just data. You know, like so I've got temperature and humidity sensors in each room. Um, and then once I've kind of got all that kind of stuff set up the way that I want, with lots of research, it's going to be a very long process to do this stuff. I then want to be a bit better about automating things, but not in like a really complicated way. Like I want to do just home kit automations. Um, and just do some nice stuff. I don't want to get in a situation where the house is going wild when people walk in and out, right? We're not going to understand it, but just like nice, simple stuff, like, you know, like entranceway, put a little sensor in that will just turn on the light when someone comes in if the door's been opened, you know, like stuff like that. Um, Not like by the setting of the sun on the second Wednesday of every quarter, you know, like none of that kind of stuff. So what I'm saying is don't even tell me to install Homebridge. I'm not doing it, right? Like I ain't doing it, but you're the smart. You're at the smarter home. That's what I'm gonna. Call I think it. you guys are both gonna really enjoy where this leads you. It's it's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This episode of Connected is made possible by Capital One. Have you ever hit a technical snafu while shopping online? Has filling out payment fields given you a headache, or has your mobile banking app been down when you really needed to use it? Capital One believes that everyone deserves better banking. This means easier access to their money and more security. That's why Capital One is investing in machine learning. Machine learning allows Capital One to do things like fight fraud with random forests with models that quickly detect suspicious activity and make it faster to alert federal investigators. And they identify how mobile app outages happen with causal models. Those mobile apps don't stay up and running on their own. It's not by accident. 
Anomaly detection and incident response help determine why app outages happen so engineers can quickly remedy them. Capital One is also speeding up online shopping with machine learning at the edge. They make shopping with virtual card numbers smoother and more secure. This technology is based on logistic regression models and running inference in the browser. It identifies payment fields, which helps make using virtual card numbers easier and faster. The potential of machine learning is so big. See how Capital One is using machine learning to create the future of banking. Simply search machine learning at Capital One. Capital One, what's in your wallet? All right, Federico, you want to kick off the final round? Yeah, so my final theme is to get more serious about PC gaming. Yeah, baby. This is something that we've been talking about this for a while. Mike has been uh, pushing me to do it. Uh, you know, a friend of the show, Steve Transmith, has been pushing me to do this for a while. I want to build my own gaming PC eventually this year uh, with a sweet, sweet uh, NVIDIA RTX 4090 GPU inside. Like, I really want to do this. I want to get more serious about it. I, I, I've been waiting for options in terms of uh, the most compact form factor I can find, you know, while keeping in mind that it is an NVIDIA 4090, which is a huge, ridiculously large graphics card. Um, but yes, as I've been using for the past couple of years, I've been using this compact pre-assembled PC. Uh, I have a Corsair One um, compact gaming tower with a 3080 Ti GPU inside. And while I've been super happy with it, um, it doesn't really fit with the design of the apartment anymore. At the moment, it's hidden behind the TV in the living room and you can see it when you walk in, even though we've tried our best to hide it and Sylvia doesn't like it. And I, even though I love playing on it, I also don't like the fact that it's visible in an otherwise pretty modern aesthetic that we're going for in the living room. But I do have a pretty large cabinet underneath the TV where a horizontal form factor would fit super nicely. And there are, you know, there's a, there are, uh, I had like this uh, the, the the guys who assembled the furniture. I had them put in like um, like holes for cable management and ventilation because I told them there's gonna be electronics in in here. Uh, and plus, anyway, when I when you know, it's not a problem to like uh, keep the door of the cabinet open when I'm playing a video game or something. So yeah, eventually I want to sell the uh, the Corsair One. And I want to build a PC with a 4090 inside. Um, yeah, so that's that's the, really the plan for this year. Uh, I don't know if there will be a 4090 Ti in 2023, but I, I don't think so. Uh, but that's for me, that's the baseline now. Like if I'm building a PC, there's going to be at a minimum, there's going to be a 4090 in it. Then we're going to need to have a discussion about the form factor, which case I want to go for, you know, which uh, CPU I want to put in it. But that's a discussion for another time. At some point this year, maybe in the second half of the year, I want to do this. You get all the parts. Mm -hmm. I'll come to Rome for the weekend. <laughs> nice. Yes. Okay. And we, we build it. Because I am, I am wor I, not doubting you, I am worried about like 
4090, small form factor, first PC build. Like, yeah. that feels like a recipe, right? <laughs> it, needs to be, it needs to be extremely well-researched. Yeah. And most likely, like, it needs to be a build that we can copy from someone else. Like, it needs mm -hmm. to be something that someone else has already done. Like that, that. Let me introduce you to YouTube.com, right? Like, it's going to be there. I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. But I'm very excited I for know. this. You, I think you're going to love it. Me too. PC building is yeah. it's great fun. It's terrifying, but it's great fun. It is fun. Yeah. Uh, my last uh, theme, uh, my tech theme of this year is uh, relevance. Mm, that's a good one. So this is something I'm, I'm very worried about at the moment, like very focused on, and I'm trying to, it's like something I'm, I'm thinking about a lot for the rest of this year. I want to make sure that I'm keeping in touch with what's important to our audiences without using Twitter or Mastodon. And how I do that and how I make sure I, I stay in touch with the conversation. Um, this also actually does a little bit tie in with the headset thing, right? That like I'm trying to force my commodionly ways out, right? And so just in case that people are like, ah, oh, these guys, they they hate headsets. They're old, you know? So I don't know if that's a thing, but it's a slight thing. But really is more just like knowing what people care about and what they want to hear us talk about. Um, so that's the thing that I'm, I'm pretty focused on for uh, this year is trying to make sure that I remain relevant. That's a good one. I like it. My final one is sort of the inside out version of yours, uh, but it's to enjoy life free of social media. And mm -hmm. part of that, a sub theme or topic or resolution is to continue to like get weirder stuff on 512 pixels so non-twitter have a mastodon account don't look at it have an instagram account don't look at it but um there have been a couple of things already that would have been a tweet that ended up being a blog post so the thing we mentioned earlier in the show where like two studio displays and using loopback to get audio from both of them that would have been like a single tweet with an image right but instead i wrote up as a blog post I think it's more useful to people as a blog post. If someone has a setup like this and they're Googling for it or they, you know, read it and like, oh, that's a good idea. You know, even just the other night, I posted a thing about how I mount my iPad mini to my bike in my gym, uh, my little gym corner of the garage. And again, could have just been a tweet or like an Instagram story or something. I was like, no, I'm going to write it up. I'm going to have a blog. I'm going to have links. And uh, I'm having a lot of fun doing that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. I do have the problem that Federico, you have expressed about Mac Stories design, and that I currently have no way to like. This is a yeah. <laughs> actual article. This is like a weird thing. Yeah, I, I still don't know what to do about that. I have a couple of ideas. I don't like any of them, and so <laughs> not. Yeah, I really like this theme because, like, I've, I've been thinking about the very same things. Like, it's also what I want to do. Yes, I, I love this. Yeah. So finding a, a way to to make all that work within WordPress, within, you know, my site, because it's very old, has a lot of weird stuff in it in terms of how things work. Like I don't, like my WordPress install doesn't take advantage of hardly anything new in WordPress. And so maybe it's time to embrace some of that stuff. And maybe I've got to break old stuff. I don't know. But there's there's definitely, that's like two sides of a coin for me. It's being off of social media basically entirely and spending more effort in blogging and linking to things and that sort of thing on 512. So um, I'm excited by that already. Just, I mean, 
this started at the end of last year, but being able to see how it's already gone, I'm encouraged by. And some of those posts that I, that wouldn't be posted before have done really well. And so uh, continuing down that that road, but finding a way where it kind of fits within the structure of the blog a little bit better. Microblogging. Microblogging. Mike, have you thought about having some place to like put things like a blog? Yep. Yep. I have. Okay. I don't know the answer to that today. Like me and Brad are just talking about it on the pen addict today, and he has been using microblog more. Mm-hmm. Uh, micro dot blog and like I was looking at his thing like his micro blog and I was like yeah maybe I should but I, I don't know I, the answer is yeah I've been thinking about it but I also know me and I know that I'm likely to start it and not keep it up so mm-hmm. the answer is like yeah I've been thinking about it but I'm not jumping into anything yet yeah and how so I'm looking at Brad's now like and how do you not just treat it like Twitter again but I think that's fine though right because like you just put stuff out there so people can read it if they want to, but if it's that there isn't any replying, there's no conversations, I can't see anything that anybody else is saying or reply to that, like which is kind of the stuff that I'm trying to move away from. Yeah. So it really like I thought like like Tumblr? Like I I don't know, you know. But yeah, I thought about it, but also I haven't really contributed much to like Twitter as like as a conversation piece for a while and haven't felt any like bad effects from that you know Mm -hmm. like it's not like oh i have so much to say like i have a lot to say i have a lot of podcasts to say on yeah but sometimes you may have something to want to share that's not podcasty you know yeah i mean and i do a bit of that on instagram um and i've been thinking about sharing stuff on instagram more like being less precious about that and like i did that today like i just posted a picture of my desk like so i'm trying to be a little bit precious little less precious about my instagram um, as just a start, because that is already a network that I enjoy and yeah. want to keep want to keep using. So I think I might just do that for a little while. But I'm keeping my feelers out for like, is there something else for for like I have an like what you just said, right? Like here's a picture of my desk. Like what I didn't do is I don't have any links on it. It's an Instagram post, right? Hmm. But I could do that where I'm like, oh, if you like, I got this thing and this thing and this thing, because people are like, what is that thing? And I can just tell them. Like I can't link them because it's instagram i'm i'm excited about our collective year together boys i really am mm-hmm. me too if you want to find links to the stuff we spoke about this week uh there's show notes in your podcast app of choice they're also uh, on the web at relay.fm slash connected slash 432 while you're there you can submit feedback there's a submit feedback button uh shoot us a note You can also become a member of Connected Pro. Connected Pro is a longer ad-free version of the show that we put out each and every single week. Connected Pro is part of the larger Relay FM membership program. So you also get access to the Relay members Discord, a couple of Relay members only podcasts, a cool newsletter each month, lots of great stuff. So uh, if you haven't joined now, it is an absolutely great time to do so. You can find uh, all of us and our work elsewhere online as well. Federico is the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net. Uh, Mike is the co-founder of Cortex Brand, and he hosts a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM. Uh, I co-host Mac Power Users, and you can find my writing at 512pixels.net. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, ZocDoc, Squarespace, and Capital One for making the show possible. And until next week, boys, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Bye-bye. Oh, 
the no Cheerio? You threw me off my game. Sometimes that's what I say bye bye on Ingenious. Sometimes I don't know why. Okay, but. well, Cheerio, bye y'all. <laughs>